and the highest mountain, I mean, it's 28,000 feet. It's freezing up there. It's where airplanes are. How could they be in that kind of atmosphere and not freeze to death? So those kind of things just kind of jump at Every time you read it, something new pops up. Yeah, I was thinking when I read it recently that, how did they clean up after all the exactly. animals? <laughs> <laughs> you guys are a lot further than I am. He just created this heaven and the earth where I'm at. You know, but I'm going to get through it. I'm going to get through it. Oh, you're moving oh, slow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Live your life with purpose. Change someone's life for the better and leave a lasting impact on those around you. Welcome to Finish Strong, the podcast designed to help you discover your unique purpose and develop a plan to leave a powerful legacy. Dan, Brian, and Terry are ready. So let's get started. When I was a kid, we used to sing a song, the B-I-B-L-E. Yes, that's the book for me. But what is the Bible really all about? Is it really God's word? Is it relevant? Is it for our time? Does it have power? You know, the Bible's being questioned a lot today. We're going to talk about it in this uh, edition of Finish Strong, the power of God's word. I'm your host, Dan Wheeler, and uh, the other co-hosts are Terry Steen, and Brian Rowland. And the neat thing about having Terry and Brian on this show is they are old enough. They were around when a lot of these uh, the Bible hey, was written, hey, some hey. of these scriptures. They were back, especially <laughs> Brian. <laughs> what? what? Yeah, and, 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 and all of it is correct. You... I can tell you right now, everything that's yeah. written there is How right. How was it being on that arc, Brian? <laughs> <laughs> I just know I'm the youngest of the three, so you guys say anything oh. you want. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, okay. I'm New Testament. He's New Testament. <laughs> but, you know, there's a lot of people that, that I think they think, oh, the Bible, it's an antiquated book. It was written thousands of years ago, has no pertinence for me today, so they never read it. Uh, guys, I think they're missing something. What say you? Oh, for sure. And, you know, for us who've grown up with the Bible and understanding the importance of it, we can relate to it maybe a little more than someone who hasn't. But if you can imagine somebody who has never heard God speak, or if they're walking along and they did hear God speak audibly, you would never forget it. And it would impact you the rest of your life, just like it did for Moses and in the burning bush. And that is what the Bible is. That's God's word speaking to us. You know, I remember one Christmas when I received the Bible. And since I was, I was in my teens, but it ended up being the most important gift that I received. Mm. And I didn't realize when I first got it, I thought, oh, this is great. No, but the more I thought about it, and the more I kept looking at it, the more I kept reading it, I go, man, this! I'm so glad I got this. <laughs> and and I, I just never thought, you know, as a teenage kid, that I'm not going to be jumping up and down about getting the Bible. But man, it was just a treasure, and I still have it. Still have it amongst other Bibles that I have. But I still we're going to share some scriptures of what the Bible says about itself. But we're also going to talk about the power and how even Jesus used Scripture to fight off the devil. But when you think about the Bible, you know, we, we say it's God's word, his word to us. And you think about the power of God's word. It says in the Bible, God spoke everything into existence. Now think of all the ways he could have chosen to create the world, to create us, to create light. He spoke light into darkness, but it, it was his spoken word. 
And as we read later on in John, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, the Word was God, the same was in the the beginning with God. The Word, later in that uh, John chapter 1, it says the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. So Jesus was the Word, and he was there with God the Father and God the Holy Spirit in the beginning, in the creation of all of that. That's powerful stuff. Mm -hmm. That's funny. I wrote that down too. John 1.1 was the first thing I Mm. wrote down, was saying that, that... in the beginning yeah. was the word. And when you think about that, it's like, okay, I'm sitting here and I'm looking going, open door. You know? yeah. <laughs> Lights yeah. go on, go off. And it's, it's not, yeah. not going to happen. But to have that, that authority that God has and like Jesus had when he can control the wind and the seas, yeah. you know, that, that is the authority of God. And that is the power of the Yeah, Lord. you know, Hebrews uh, 4.12. I want to read this verse and then let's talk about it, guys. For the word of God is quick and powerful. There's a translation that also says the word of God is alive and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints of marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. And I know in uh, Psalm 119, 105, it says, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. It, it sheds a light on things. It gives you discernment. It gives you understanding. When it says, uh, even piercing the dividing of sunder of soul and spirit, soul is our soul connected to us as a living, breathing human being. The spirit is what either connects or rejects God. And, um, but the word, it's not an old antiquated book. It's very much alive and powerful today. Wow, Dan, that sounded like you went to Bible school or something. <laughs> well, you know, I, I did go to a place called Evangel that University. Good stuff. I had a degree in biblical studies. Thank you. You know, Thank the you one much. piece that, that gets me in that verse <laughs> is it's the discerner of the thoughts and intents of our heart. And sometimes mm. it take we have to go back to the Word and read it to really even know what we think. What, what's the purpose of what we're thinking, what we're thinking? What's the intent of our heart? Sometimes we do things and we don't even know our own motive, Boy, true. really. And sometimes it takes mm-hmm. God and his word to reveal that to us, whether it's good or bad. And we need to know. Right. We need to know what our motives are. So that, that mm-hmm. always ministers to me when I think about that last part on the thoughts and intents. We know the word of God is alive. Because God is a living God. Mm. Over in Hebrews 3.12, says, Take care, brothers, lest there be in any of you an evil, unbelieving heart, leading you to fall away from the living mm. God. So mm. it's right there. He's the living God. Very good. Yeah, you know, and, and people say, well, you know, who really wrote the Bible? Was it God? How do we know it's, it's God's Word? Well, there were 35 to 40 authors. They wrote it all over many years, but... It's all in harmony, isn't it? It it all works together. It's because they're pointing to the same thing. Yeah, it's incredible that, you know, in 2 Timothy 3.16, it says, All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete and equipped for every good work. And so all of the scripture is mm-hmm. inspired by God. All these authors, these 35 right. to 40 authors, the Holy Spirit inspired them. Another translation said God breathed. 
So basically, mm-hmm. it's God's word coming out of those men and mm. listening to his voice yeah. and putting it on paper. It's amazing when you think about it over the span of years that all that took place. And I look at the, the word, too, is, is the spirit of life when you were just talking about uh, the spirit of God and the spirit of life. Jesus said in, in John six sixty three, the very words I have spoken to you are spirit and life. So God is speaking through us. He's speaking spirit and life to us hmm. with his word. Yeah, when you look at um, how everything points to the Savior, the Old Testament was all about sacrifices and the fact that we needed a Savior. But there were prophecies in there about Jesus that there's no way these authors could have known. And biblical prophecies have come true. Now, there are over 2,000 prophecies in the Bible. 300 of them had to do with the life, the death, and the resurrection of Jesus. So 300. The odds of Jesus fulfilling only eight of those (laughs) is one out of 10 to the 17th power. That's a one with 17 zeros. I don't even know what you call that number. So huge. Just eight of them. Because like Isaiah was written 740 to 701 BC. So Hmm. that's 740, at least 700 years before Christ or more. And yet in Isaiah Hmm. 714, we read, therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. That prophecy came true in the New Testament when Jesus was born. It's unbelievable. Six, seven hundred years, little details, like the dividing of Jesus's robe. Yeah. The no broken bones. It literally mentioned that Jesus did not have any broken bones, even though that's the norm of the day. Right, for a a crucified, yeah. But they didn't with Jesus, I think, because they saw the water with the blood come out of him and said, oh, he's, he's gone. And that he was dead already, yeah. Then it talked about the colt and the foal that he came in on that week. And then it, it, it talks about his betrayal. There were so many details that many hundreds of years ago. Yeah. How could this be a guessing game? How could this not have legitimacy? Uh, there's no way. <laughs> and, and, but how important was Scripture? You know, Jesus used Scripture. He quoted things from the Old Testament. Let's see. Let's look. Uh, if you look over at Matthew 4, 1 through 11, it's the story. You know, Jesus had been in the wilderness. He had been fasting for 40 days and 40 nights. And then the devil came to him and was tempting him. And I won't read all 11 verses, but... In uh, verse 4, it says, But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And then the devil kept tempting him and taking him up and says, You know, he shall give his angels charge concerning you. Even Satan knew scripture. And Jesus said, It is written again, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. And then in verse 10, Satan, For it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. And then Satan left them alone. That shows the power of the Word of God. Yeah, and I'll come back to that verse mm-hmm. I just read in 2 Timothy 3.16, where it talks about it teaches us, it reproves us if we do something wrong, it corrects us, it's putting us in the right path, it's instructing us, and why is all that being done? That we may be complete, 
and and other versions of the Bible say perfect and mature, thoroughly equipped for every good work. So there's nothing we could do better than to read and understand and use the power of God's word to live our life, to mature us as a Christian so we're ready to do the good works that he expects us as Christians to do. You mean we're going to mature? We're going to actually grow up? Well, I mean, it's potential (laughs) to mature. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, because I always thought, you know, I may grow older, but yeah. I refuse to grow up. <laughs> yeah. Still? <laughs> but no, you, you think that, you know, Jesus quoted those scriptures. He knew the scriptures. I mean, when he was 12 years old, they found him in the temple teaching, yeah. like, you know, one of the most right. learned professors. You know, we, we talk about all those prophecies about Jesus, but there's also prophecies about Israel. You know, Israel didn't come back mm-hmm. as a nation. It said that they would before the Lord returned. And in 1948, that happened. They got their own country. But look at how under attack Israel is today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not to mention the Bible. No, and prophecies are happening. Yeah. Right. But see, prophecies are being fulfilled every day, it seems like. You, you, you're, you see something, you read something, and you go to the Bible and go, well, it just talked about that's going to be happening in the last days. You know, that's going to be happening. And, you know, a lot of people had said before, well, this has gone on for, you know, centuries and centuries where they could say that this was what the Bible was talking about. But it becomes clear each time something happens that these prophecies are being fulfilled. It's like, wow, I didn't think it could take a turn like that. But here you yeah. are. You know, we're getting into that time. And people are trying to debunk the Bible because mm. of that. They're trying to say it's fantasy. They're trying to say that it's, it's fiction, that these were just stories that people threw together. And when you go through the Bible, you could see how it confirms different chapters will confirm what other people saw too and what they what they're writing about and what they learned and what they saw firsthand with Jesus and i think it's just amazing when people try to debunk the bible and try to say that that isn't real and and that they're taken away from all of our all the, the upbringing that we've had but all that our foundations were built on and they're trying to cut away at those and cut away at those and that's not just people that's yeah. Satan. that's what he's trying to do yeah. he's a fraud and he's trying to do that and take away right. what we have in the Bible. Terry, you mentioned the Bible is under attack today. It definitely is. People are labeling it hate speech. You know, people say, well, you know, how can the Bible be about a loving God? Because he told Israel to wipe out certain nations. And those were not nice people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they, they were doing <laughs> terrible things, you know, baby burnings and witchcraft. And it was so evil and so much debauchery. And God said, it's got to be wiped out. Yeah, yeah. And and even today in our country, the division that we're seeing in our country, some people treat it total political, but you know the reality is most of it's either you believe what the Bible says or you don't believe what the Bible says. And it's so interesting how so many people in our country label a Christian, label someone who believes the Bible as being a phobic or a racist or all these kind of things, and they're defiant against the Christian when in reality the Christian isn't phobic, the Christian isn't racist, the Christian loves, but the Christian is trying to obey God's word. And so it's they're not really fighting the Christians as much as they're fighting God's word. Yeah. And do you guys find it amazing that I think I'm on my eighth or ninth time through the Bible. Uh, I'm not sure I lost track, but um, 
I always find something new. Like that, that uh, the last podcast we did, I, I quoted this verse, Exodus 14, 13, about Moses saying, Fear ye not, stand still, and stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord. That word, those words, fear ye not, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord just jumped off the page to mm. me. I'm like, stand still? That's so against our nature. But the Bible is full of truths that, I mean, it's, it, there's so much in there. You pick up new things every time you read it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little, mm-hmm. it's a little, uh, side note, but when you mention that, cause I'm reading through the Bible again this year myself and, and it, this hit me in the story of Noah and, and Noah's a, mm-hmm. an incredible story in itself. The whole uh, that's one guy I want to talk to when I get up to heaven because I oh, want to know he, the operations yeah. of that ark, how he did Ooh, that. Wow. But what I thought of this <laughs> yeah. year as I was reading it is, wait a minute, every mountain peak was full of water. So the ark had to be higher than the highest point of earth. And and the highest mountain, I mean, it's mm-hmm. 28,000 feet. It's freezing up there. It's where airplanes are. How could they be in that kind of atmosphere and not freeze to death? So th- those kind of things just kind of jump at you. Every time you read it, something new pops up. Yeah, I was thinking when I read it recently that, you know, how did they clean up after all the exactly. animals? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but you guys are a lot further than I am. He just created this heaven and the earth where I'm at, you know, but I'm going to get through it. I'm going to get through it. Oh, you're moving oh, slow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Brian likes to really meditate yeah. on each verse. He spends about a month on I, I, I take yeah. each word. I, I do a word a day, you know, and I, and I yeah. study it. I concentrate yeah. on it, meditate but, on it. Yeah. But I saw a sign that I thought was interesting. It said, the Bible is the truth, scientifically accurate, historically right, and prophetically correct. That's so, powerful. Boy, does that say yeah. it all or what? Yeah. And, you know, the, the word of God is eternal. Matthew twenty four thirty five says, my words shall not pass away. And I know heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. It's forever. And when you look at how it was so appropriate for the time it was written and still appropriate today, it's just amazing. You know, and and I often say there's a lot of great books out there and a lot of, lot of wisdom, but if you're spending all your time reading these other books and not the Bible, you're not going to be going on the right path and staying close to the Lord. You, you got to line it up. I mean, because the Bible, not only is it quick, is it alive, is it powerful, uh, it's profitable for proof, for correction, for doctrine, but it is just always appropriate, always alive, always quick. And I lost my thought there because, but you know, <laughs> old man's disease. Uh, but you, but it. what you were talking about, <laughs> as far as reading books, I would say the second probably most popular book would be our devotional that we wrote, wouldn't you? Oh, that's a great plug, Terry. Way to go. A shameless morning plug. cup of inspiration. You can get it on Amazon. You can get it at our website at ffaith.org. <laughs> we have them in the warehouse. That's the number two book in our little world. <laughs> but Boy, that was uh, good. the point that, was that good. I was trying to make before we really got up to is is this Bible is the gold standard. It it's, should be our measuring stick. Yeah. You know, yeah. about are these other bu- books we're reading true? Well, how do they line up with Scripture? 
I think it's so important that we always think that way. And Dan, it's funny you say that because I was just, as we were preparing for this, I was reminded of Psalm 119. It's the longest chapter in the Bible. I'm not going to read the whole chapter, but... Okay. Are you going to recite it? No. All I know so far is Jesus wept, but I have that memorized. Yeah, that's a good verse. But it just proves to me whatever you need can be found in God's Word. And I zip through this. I want to share just a few verses here and there and just give you an example of what all God's Word provides for us. In verse 9, it says, how can a young man cleanse his ways by taking heed according to your word? So it it cleanses Mm. us from sin. It helps us get rid of sin. And then in the 11th verse, your word have I hidden in my heart that I may not sin. It helps us not to sin. And then we go over to verse 28. My soul melts from heaviness. Strengthen me according to your word. God's word can lighten a heavy heart. That's another thing it does. Then we go over to verse 32. I'll run in the ways of your commandments for you may enlarge my heart. So there God's word makes our heart bigger. You know, we know people who have big hearts. Well, knowing God's word helps make our heart bigger. Then you go over to verse 50. This is my comfort and my affliction for your word has given me life. God's word gives us life and renews our life. Then I zip down to 66. Teach me good judgment and knowledge. So God's word gives us judgment and knowledge. And then uh, where 98, it says you through your commandments make me wiser than my enemies. So the word gives us wisdom. And then it goes on in 105. Dan, you mentioned this one. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. It directs our life if we'll let it. And then verse 114, you're my hiding place, my shield, my hope. So God's words are protection. It's our hope. And finally, the last one, which may be the greatest, Great peace have those who love your law. Mm. We are living in a world that is not in peace. There is so much upheaval, so much problems and issues, and God's word can give us peace. Wow. That's that's, that's amazing, Terry. I didn't realize that Psalm 119 was so full of that. It's full. Uh, all the great things, so rich and and even about uh, ordering our steps and uh, letting not any iniquity have dominion over me. This, what did I hear one time when I was a kid? It said, sin will keep me from this Bible, this book, but this book will keep me from sin. And I, I always uh, thought that's true. I mean, you know, it's again about getting into God's presence, but a great way to do that is spend time in the Word. And don't just glance over it, you know, really think about it, really digest it. And boy, Terry, I think that's good advice for people. Just spend some time in Psalm Mm -hmm. 119. Yeah. All of the the truth. Yeah. You really, you realize the power of God's word when you just read that. That's Yeah. And how all encompassing it is for all areas of our life. Really an amazing book. And, you know, the other thing we, we talk about the prophecies, we, we talk about all these different writers and all pointing towards something. But there's something in your spirit. When you read the Bible, it connects and you go, this is truth. This is the way of life. This is where I need to be. I mean, it's 
different from any other book. You know, you read books, you go, wow, that was good. And I picked up some things there. And that really was a good story. Yeah. But boy, this book will change you. We need to do good works. That's important. We need to feed the poor. But nothing is going to change a life like the word of God. There's no substitute for it. It's through his word that our lives are changed forever, not our good works. Now, it's important to, when, you, when you're spending time in the Bible, you're going to want to yep. do good, right? It's a byproduct, yeah. Right, right. But if yeah. we're wanting, if mm-hmm. I, I would say is, if we're wanting to finish strong with God's word, one thing I think we should never think is that we've read it enough. As we get older, mm. you never read it enough. Right. We think we know all the stories. The reality is there's something new and fresh. God always has something fresh daily in instruction or direction for our lives, no matter how old we get. So if we'll stay in the word, that will help us finish strong. Yeah. Well, it's like Dan said, too. He said, I'm reading it and I'm seeing something I didn't see before. But that's why they call it the living yeah. Bible. It's, it's alive every day and it's something new for you. Every yeah. Day. And, you know, when you know Scripture, God brings those to your mind. That night that Beth was being transferred down into Philadelphia, and I knew it was really serious, and it was a dark night, and I felt so alone driving, following that ambulance, and the verse in Isaiah 26.3 came to me, I will keep him in perfect Mm. peace, whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusts in thee. And boy, a peace came over me, a calmness. So God's word is there for you always. And it will be there for always because it is eternal, it is alive, it is powerful. And if you're not spending time in the Word, you're not going to finish strong. So thanks, guys. Thanks to John Matarazzo, our producer. And I hope you'll join us again for another episode of Finish Strong. We love hanging out with you guys. God bless. Thank you for listening to Finish Strong. For more information about Finish Strong and Fearless Faith, check out their website, ffaith.org. Make sure that you rate and review this podcast to help more people accomplish their God-given purpose so that together we can finish strong.